following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and i really hate anything meta so i'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that ron artessa's new name <laughs> well add world of peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Power on with Pepsi. Now Pepsi is offering you a chance to win an interactive PowerJet XT7 from Mattel for your children. Then they can join me, Captain Power, and the soldiers of the future. Just look for this Power On with Pepsi display. Collect the letters to spell power found under specially marked caps of Pepsi-Cola products, and you win a PowerJet XT7. So remember, Power On with Pepsi and win a PowerJet XT7. Then the whole family can enlist with me, Captain Power and the soldiers of the future. Power on. Power off. No, power power on. Power mm-hmm. off. We were trying to save. Like, were you raised in a barn, Andrew? No. I was raised to fight in the Metal Wars against Man. Lord Dread and the evil computer Overmine. Oh, you mean Lord uh, from the Borg? <laughs> <laughs> If you're wondering what you're listening to, this is the Nostalgia Funhouse. I'm Andrew Lenz, and joining me, as always, is Johnny Townsend. And today we are talking about Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. And I we I I got notes about Lord Dread too. So <laughs> Yeah, I was not at all familiar with this show and i was like why don't i remember this and then when i was looking into it it's because it lasted only one season in 1987 i think it was yeah and it was basically them trying to find a follow-up to he-man and the masters of the universe uh and it's very much integrated i mean this is probably the most integrated of the toy line a show could possibly be oh yeah literally the toys literally interact with the show which is a pretty interesting concept honestly especially for 1987 that's way ahead of its time i would i would assume but i have very conflicting feelings on what i saw i want just to let you know andrew i watched the very first episode and then i picked a random episode kind of in the middle of the run just to get an idea so i think i watched episode one and episode 15 were the two that i watched 
I think you cut yourself short. Well, we'll get into it, but uh, the it's for those who want to know, you can find yeah. all the episodes on YouTube. All 22 plus you can even find if you feel like your heart's desire. I found that a lot of people have been uploading the interactive uh, tapes that came with the toy line because oh, yeah, you know, yeah. said it's very interactive. So there was the power energizer that I just did an unboxing of. If you want to go check that on the YouTube channel, uh, Captain Powers jet fighter. One of Lord's Dreads jet fighters that you never see in the show, really. (laughs) Some canon thing as well. And what you would do is it was a game. So you put in your little cassette, Captain Power would be like, okay, we're going to do this. Power on, let's go. And you just, and this was called cartoon, like all drawings, where the TV show is live action mixed with two CGI characters. Very crude, but again, it's 1987. For 1987, it looks pretty decent. It, but it looks really awful now. <laughs> it, it does. I would put it up there with uh, what is it? Beast Wars. Yes, yes. Yeah. Beast Wars just has the benefit of the whole show is CG, so for some reason you sort of almost forgive it a little bit more. But this show tries to integrate live action with CG of the time. And whenever you do that, this is for anything. I mean, this is for, you know how much I love Lord of the Rings. I love that yeah. trilogy. It's incredible. But if you go back and watch it now, there are still scenes. And when, at its time, it was way ahead of its time. And that's in the like early 2000s. But you mm-hmm. go back and watch it now, there's some very rough parts CG-wise in the middle Legolas. of this. Legolas. Yeah. Yeah, Legolas uh, fighting that cave troll. That's all I got to say. Uh, So pretty much Captain Power. The story goes. Uh. I'll just read off the intro here. Uh, Earth 2147, the legacy of the metal, metal wars, where man fought machines. So this is very common. I think this is why a lot of kids that grew up in the 80s are like, I don't like AI. Well, um, you got to think of it, too. Again, this is a kid's show. And it's the same reason why in, when the Ninja Turtles were brought up as a kid's show. The foot soldiers weren't human anymore for it. They were robots because mm-hmm. it's way less. It feels way less uh, hardcore violent if you're uh, beating up robots than if you're like literally slicing and dicing and blowing up people. Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, you grew Robo-Cop you grew up watching RoboCop. <laughs> Remember that time RoboCop saved that woman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, man fought machines. Machines won. Biodreads are monsters. Mon- they fight these biodreads, but you only really see two monstrous creatures to hunt down human survivors and digitize them. I'll get into what digitizing is when I'm done. Um, it, it looks pretty violent. I'll say that. <laughs> Vulcan. He explains. Lord Dread explains it. Vulcania, the center of the Biodread Empire and stronghold and fortress, to Lord Dread, feared ruler of the New World Order. But from the fires of the Metal Wars arose a brand, uh, a new breed of warrior born and trained to bring down Lord Dread and his Bio-Dread Empire. They were soldiers of the future, mankind's last hope. Their leader, Captain Jonathan Powers, master of the incredible power suits in which transformed soldiers into a one-man 
attack force. Sort of like modern day, I would say. Power Rangers. Power Rangers mixed with a little bit of Halo. I would throw in there. Uh, the one thing about this show that really should have spoke to me uh, at that time, if I'd known of it, I think if a, a little spoiler alert, I think if I had grown up with this show, I would have had a lot of nostalgia for it. But I didn't, and I think it's hindering me a little bit here. But with that being said, I do think that this show, and this is just based on the two episodes I saw. One, it's a sci-fi show, which immediately should pique my interest. Two, as you're watching it, especially now as an adult, I'm seeing all these influences in it. Like there's Star Trek's in here, right? Uh, Pretty much any year, there's some Star Wars-ish stuff in here. Uh, All kinds of stuff like that. and. Also, Andrew, I will dare say, and I just literally only watched two episodes. Uh, for this being a kids' show, I didn't feel like they were trying to talk down to kids at all. Like, uh, literally, the episode that I saw, the beginning of it was all about um, the father of of the main character um, talking about how he felt responsible for the war and like how bad he felt for it. Like, you don't hear that in a kids' show. <laughs> Yeah, I, pretty much Jonathan Powers' his father, Stuart Powers, and uh, the Stuart guy, Gordon Powers. Yes, yeah, Stuart Gordon Powers and a tagger who ends up becoming Lord Dread or Lord Dread kind of created a supercomputer called Overmind. After he was a lord, he became judge. <laughs> and. There pretty much is a fight ensues over, you know, Stuart Powers wants to use it for good. Taggart wants to meld his mind with it and be more machine-like. Because they even say at one point in the show, what was the quote that they say? Um, well, he well, he thinks that the next wave of evolution for humanity is to be more in line with uh, becoming part machine, basically. Yes, because his thing is that because the one girl, because you got different characters that are the soldiers. Let me get through them too. Major Matthew Hawk Masterson, fighter in the skies. Lieutenant Michael Tank Ellis, ground assault unit. And Sergeant Robert Scout Baker, espionage communications. And Corporal Jennifer, the lamest of the nicknames, pilot chase tactical <laughs> systems expert. And those are your soldiers of the future. And who was it? It was Jennifer Pilot Chase. So bad. Uh, she was in the Dread Youth. Did you learn about the Dread Youth? I heard Think them say of, that name uh, a few times. Oh my goodness! If I had to put in an historical preference, put it up there with say, uh, not not to the extreme, some like Popot stuff. Or, uh-huh. or what is it? The Red Army in China, where the youth, the youth red or whatever. It was. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Uh, now, I want to ask you this before we get more into it. Yeah. How, like, was this a major part of your of your childhood? Like, I have zero memory of it whatsoever. For, I would say about a year or so. Yeah. I remember getting, I don't know if I got the plane, but I got the Energizer. And I remember sitting in my at my grandmother's house around Christmas playing with the Energizer and the Captain Power toy. Yeah. So that's what it's kind of like one of those things that you remembered. I'm trying to think of something. Um, I mean, we were really young when this came out. I was about five. 
That's really young, Andrew. <laughs> I watched Robocop at this point. Do you think Captain Power? I forgot you're already a you're already a, a, a seasoned <laughs> television veteran by five years old. <laughs> I I pretty much was the crap that I crap that I was watching. Here I was watching Reading Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, no, not Andrew. <laughs> Andrew was uh fighting in Metal Wars with his captain. I was, watching, I was watching Reading Rainbow and a dog named Wishbone trying to teach me how to read. Yeah. And here you are watching Robocop I blow was, people apart. I was I was a hardened I was a hardened, salty <laughs> five-year-old at this point. I've seen Metal Wars and if you if you cut to like if Andrew and I were five years old hanging out together, I'd be like ready to take a nap. It, it you know, on my little blankie and Andrew be in the corner smoking a stogie. <laughs> you haven't seen the things I've seen, Johnny. <laughs> I've seen a man melt in Robocop. Somehow already has a beard at five years old. <laughs> I would the gloves are off for me, as we've always pointed. Yeah, the Nintendo gloves. Yeah, but yeah, this I would have to say for about a year, this was pretty cool. This was interactive. I mean, who wouldn't want this? Who wouldn't want this toy? I think probably around in the next year, though, because it was gone. I didn't really care but it's always been a core memory of mine i think it was in my top yeah it was in my top 10 when i did eat sleep list as top 10 favorite toy lines of all time i mean it makes sense though i mean if when you're a kid you definitely have memories of these shows that you love to watch and you wanted to be a part of right like you would that's why you would go for the toys of that show Mm -hmm. or that's why when you're playing with your friends you'd be like hey i i can't even this is a legit major thing that me and trevor and his brother derek would do is after Sundays after church, we would take the bulletin because you know they'd always give the church would always give out paper bulletins and we'd roll them up. And those would be our quote unquote weapons, and we would be the Ninja Turtles running around outside. Keep in mind we were Mennonites. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> we were very much uh, for peace and stuff. So, uh, but well, yeah, you I mean, were fighting for peace. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were taking down Shredder. Fighting for peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, shared but- universe we we should have. He has a very uh, good message in this that, um, you know, he always says preserve life and everything else. Like there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of moral stories in here. I think there was an episode that I there was an episode that I watched where Captain Power was fighting one of the bio one of the biomex Soren Soron because you got to If it flies, it's got to be named Soron. Yeah. Uh, and it got into a fight. Captain Power was too hurt to move. Um, I hate that name. Jen- I'm just going to call her Jennifer Chase. Jennifer Chase had to go to another town that when she was part of the Youth Dread movement, she burned it down. And this kid spots her and was like, hey, we need to kill her. Like, they're, they're flat out. Let's just kill this lady. And it turns out that it was their uncle, that kid's uncle, that ultimately gave up their location while he was being tortured. Yeah. And then Uh, kind of like one of those things, like, do we really want to just because she did something bad and she wasn't fully aware of what the youth dread movement is, where they their slogan is uh, emotions is the enemy of logic. I mean, but that was kind of thing. But oh, oh, digitizing also. So digitizing, Lord Dread 
explains it as when you're digitized, all your molecules and cells in your body are imploding. Now he can redigitize you, as you've seen in the first episode. He can redigitize you. So when he redigitizes you, that's everything just exploding again. And when they digitize you, then you you get sent to overmind and you get put in like a server. Yeah, as <clears throat> one of the names that popped up when I was researching this show, and I always mispronounce his last name, but one of the head writers was oh. J. Michael Straczynski. You did it. Okay, uh, that guy uh, has written some awesome comic books. That's how I know him, is through comic books. Uh, highly recommend a lot. He has some really awesome runs in different comic books. Uh, Fantastic Four really coming to my mind right now. But uh, I think it's a part of, again, while I have a lot, I have, I have some issues with this show. I will, again, give it the credit that it deserves in that, A, ahead of its time, B, it does not talk down to children at all. At all. These stories get fairly deep, considering if you think about it, this came on on like a Saturday morning. It's pretty crazy how deep some of these stories get. And when you get digitized, it looks little looks like you if you don't know that that's what's happening, you're thinking this person's getting evaporated. <laughs> oh, they're just gonna they get digitized, man. Uh and also, you can just call this Chrome the show. Yeah. Well, I think that added to it. That's also a product of its time. Uh, if you're in the late 80s, how do you make something look futuristic? Oh, I know. <laughs> we need more Chrome. <laughs> so, did you catch any of the Star Wars? Like, there's a Star Wars trench run scene later on in the in the series. Like, a literal, like, you could be like, wow, that's Star Wars. I didn't see that, but I'm not shocked by uh, that. They did say, be me up, Scotty, and boldly go where no man has gone before. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very upfront about what's influenced it. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned Lord's Dread. I, the best way to describe him, if you've never seen him, is picture Borg meets Darth Vader. Yeah, but he's more Borg. <laughs> Immediately, in the way his face is, the way they did his face... He looks so much like when uh, Patrick Stewart became a Borg. <laughs> <to me. laughs> but they had to uh, they had to rebuild Taggart because of the fight between him and uh, Stuart Stuart Gordon Powers. Yeah, and everything else. And I, you watched that episode, right? Or did you watch all of that one? Or um, the I watched the I watched the, the first thing? one, uh, which is the first one is mainly about, um the main character coming in contact with a lady that he once knew uh, that they obviously had a relationship with. And that's pretty deep for the very first episode for a kid's show, by the way. And then the other one I watched was the first part of a two-parter, and I didn't have time to watch the second part. But it kind of did go into the background of the main villain a little bit. The first season is very well done because it's... What's the only season, Andrew? Yeah. Okay. The only season is very well done. Because at first when I was started watching it, I was going to do kind of like what you did where I was going to jump around. And then I got into where it started out laying out some sort of actual plan 
that Lord Dread had with his uh, project New Order, and that became very interesting later on. And then yeah. the final episode, I don't even know if I should spoil for you. You might want to go back and watch it, but you can go ahead and spoil it. It's okay. Uh, they find, I don't know if you saw in that first one where uh, Stuart, Stuart Gordon Powers is talking about his instant transport. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're still using that, and he ends up, Lord Dread ends up finding it, using it, and then they find the power base. Now, this is where it gets really crazy. They end up finding the power base, and this is where I want to season two. They end up blow, um, Jennifer Pilot Chase ends up blow, having to self destruct the power base because uh, I don't know if you saw Blastar, the biomech. He's like the one, the one, biomech. The uh, one thing that I saw was like this bird-like chrome thing. That's Sauron. Okay, that's the one that I saw. I didn't see yeah. the other one. Yeah, but the, he goes in there. They end up blowing up the base. And um, supposedly Jennifer Tace pretty much dies. And there's a love interest between her and Captain Power. And of course they are. Yeah. Uh, but Jennifer Tace doesn't know how to love because of her being in the, in the youth threat. Where you know, oh, yeah. ocean. Yeah. So there's things where she's asking mentor their computer, who's also a visual of student Gordon Powers, what love is and what is the meaning of love and everything else. Yeah, what is love? <laughs> but there is. Don't hurt me. <laughs> somebody, I guess somebody on uncovered the season two script. Yeah, they had plans to make a season two. Just a little another uh, smart behind-the-scenes stuff. This show actually did do fairly well, uh, ratings-wise. They did like that, but it had a lot of parent controversy with it. Parents were not a fan of this show for many different reasons. For what, and I'll get into what, those here in a little bit. Yeah, what reasons? Well, we, we can do. you want to do it now? We can do it now. No. Okay, we'll <laughs> save it. Because <laughs> I got to say... I some of the reasons I understand, but some of the other reasons are just like, you know, like it's just on the same level of when they wanted to get rid of comic books type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but there is very like different, interesting storylines. Like I said, like the project new order where they find the power base, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, supposedly there's this secret like Oasis, I want to say called Eden Two. Yeah, and did and it's just two brothers trying to make a band, but they can't get along. They call the Eden Two, and <laughs> at the one point they find the guy that can guide them to Eden Two, but Captain Power and the team won't go with them because they still got things to finish up. Yeah, and he throws them a gift, and it's an orange, and they're so excited to have a real orange. And that's just the crap that happens in the Metal Wars. Yeah, again. Uh, one of the major pluses for the show, in my opinion, is it is overall, overall, this is a kid's show. I keep stressing this, but these storylines are definitely way more. And I don't mean this in like there's a lot of hardcore stuff going on, but the storylines, the, the topic, the topics, the, the manner, uh, the stuff that it talks about does not talk down to kids so in other words kids and adults can watch this show and get something from it i would put it with 
Axeman. No, no, yes, Axeman. Yes, where that's a great, that's a great, that's a great call there. Yes, I would agree. Where like you're, like you're talking like the '90s X Men cartoon. Yes, where I that's the one I I'm glad you said that. That's the show that I was comparing this to in my brain. Yeah, I would consider it like X Men with some elements of like Star Trek, Star Wars. Yeah, it's uh, like a more Power Rangers. It's a more sci-fi X Men. Yeah. Uh, where's it? Oh, because there is a because it's funny that when I brought that up too, because I didn't put it together until I watched one thing where Lord Dread is the voice of Magneto on the X Men. There we go. There we go. Yep. And there's also uh, pretty much the only people that really did anything after this is Jessica Steen, who played uh, Jennifer Chase. She played a pilot in Armageddon. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Go figure. And I guess that's how she landed the role, if somebody remembered her from here. And Michael Tank uh, Ellis there. He's been in tons of movies. Total Recall. He was the trainer in there. He was in Stuntman and Ghostbusters 2. You might remember him as playing security guards in, say, a little movie called The Running Man and (laughs) Mallrats. Wow. He he is the guy in Mallrats. He is La Force. The other guys know what cares. I want to say Peter McNeil did something, but I can't remember what he did, unless it's just something not as great. Yeah, I can't see anything. I will say, again, this is just based on two episodes, that the acting fell all over the place to me. But I bet if I watched this as a kid, I definitely wouldn't notice. But as an adult, I notice. Oh, also, the grandfather from Echo... Is in one episode. Oh, really? I was watching. I was like, I think I've seen that guy before. And it was the grandfather from Echo. The dolphin? Don't even start me on that one. (laughs) Can we ever do an episode, games we rented that we regret? You are going to hear it echo. You said that was such disdain. You have no idea how badly I hate Echo the Dolphin. We're going to have very similar stories, my friend, of a game that was so beautiful and I really wanted to explore, but I couldn't because I couldn't figure the game out. (laughs) These kids have no idea how good they have it with the internet compared to what we had to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Bridge it to the choir on that one. But yeah, like Lord Dread, the things that... I didn't understand in the beginning, but I kind of understand now. Like he still had humans working for him, but those humans were very, um, kind of like the Empire. Yeah, it was like, why do you have these people doing this? But it was like the Empire, say in Star Wars, where you kind of just needed, still needed humans. They were devoted to the cause. They did a little salute where they would like put their hand over sideways over their chest yeah fled their allegiance to lord dread now on the two episodes i saw you think that lord dread is sort of the main bad guy but i feel like he was always talking to a voice am i right that's over mine 
Okay, Overmind, yes. Is Overmind over... Is Overmind actually the main villain, really? With... Uh... um, In a way, yes, because that's kind of who corrupted... Lord. That's what I was thinking. That, that's the vibe that I got. Yeah, because there's... I don't... Because there's an episode when he makes Blastar... Or Battlestar... Or no, Blastar. Yeah, Blastar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> he makes him... And he comes out, and then all of a sudden they were like, you know what this episode is uh, lacking? A lackey. And they all of a sudden they were like, well, we created this one out of our leftover parts, and this is lackey. And lackey. By the way, Battlestar Galactica is another good show to kind of put this compared to. Never watched one episode of Battlestar Galactica. It's it's way better than you think. Uh, But lackey pretty much becomes like, is supposed to work for Lord Dread, but I think he kind of becomes like a snitch. Because yeah. In that episode you watch, that's one where Captain Power visits his father's grave. And he was like, and Lackey's like, why aren't you attacking him? He's all alone. And he was like, well, he's Lord Dread, kind of human side. That's where I got the Darth Vader vibe. He's like, well, he's visiting his father's grave. And he's like, no robot would look at it. What would Overmind say? And then all of a sudden Lord Dread was like, oh, I got to go and do this. And then they kind of like attack him, but obviously Captain Power gets out. Yeah. But that's pretty much the the whole thing is Overmind, Chlor- Corrupted Lord Dread. So Overmind's kind of like, once again, Star Wars is like the Emperor. Yeah. Vader is the man, but really he's not. That Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's how it seemed to me. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the controversies real quick. Yeah. Uh, parents had an issue with this show for a couple of reasons. That was uh, awesome. One of them would be the violence, but I would argue that, first of all, by today's standards, this is incredibly tame, but also they're shooting robots. They are. But I don't think, because uh, there's one there's one study that came out where some parents claimed that there was an attempted murder on the show every, like, two seconds or something like that. Uh, on average, but they don't take into effect that it's it's robots. So. There, are, there is a lot of robots that die. They do talk about killing other people, but it's also I felt it taught you the value of life. Yes, I would agree with that. Like yeah. I would say it's more of a value of life if they're going to shoot at a human or do anything like that. I, I agree completely. That's that's the one argument that I would say doesn't have any weight with me at all. No. Uh, that's that same type of argument where they try to get comic books banned, that type of thing. Uh, the other one, though, that I understand a lot more is for its time, when it came out in 1987, the toys were expensive for its time. Uh, not the actual action figures. The action figures themselves were like $3 and something, which is about average. For that size, but the vehicles which you needed to actually interact with the show were around forty dollars, which inflation would knock them up today to be like around a hundred bucks if they did the show today. No, um, buy them dirt cheap. But Andrew bought one dirt cheap uh, for forty bucks. Uh, forty bucks in box. <laughs> yeah, but that's forty bucks today. Yeah, I know. Uh, so. That would be the part that I understand. I don't think it's enough for people to get a show canceled. That's that's ridiculous. But I will say that 
as a guy who growing up loved Ninja Turtles, I was very jealous of my friends who had way more Ninja Turtles than me. You know what I mean? So like if I had a friend who was watching this show, it's like, man, listen, look, you can uh you can actually shoot and play a game with your action figures as the show's going on. It, it shoots back at you, that type of thing. But, oh, that's the coolest thing. Uh, I promise you, there's no way I would be able to convince my parents to spend 40 bucks on that toy. I would probably get the action figure, but spending 40 bucks on a toy, especially when I was, you know, a little kid like that. Uh, I was, you know, I was very much a, and it was, definitely wasn't every time at the store. I definitely came way empty headed many times as a kid. But, you know, I was like, you can get one, you know, you can get one action figure kid. You know what I mean? Like when I was with my parents at Walmart or wherever, uh, they'd be like, you can get one Ninja Turtle today. Uh, and then that would be like maybe once every couple months, unless it was like a birthday or Christmas. But that also comes down to you. You could use that to watch the show, but did you really need it to watch? You didn't need it. You, you didn't need it at all. But what I'm saying is. Kids talk, and they definitely brag. I mean, I'm just as guilty as this as a kid. You definitely brag about what you have. And when you're around other kids, say, oh, I have this, and I can do this. You know. Uh, I was very, well, actually, I wasn't jealous because I got to go to his house all the time. But I had a neighbor who was a single who was a single child of divorced parents. He was, he was a single child? <laughs> what did he, he do? Divorce single... his brother? <laughs> divorce his brother? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He was the only he was the only kid uh, that his parents had, and his parents were divorced. Does he go so, to a single child meeting? <laughs> yeah, yes. okay. yeah. Uh, they were in the chairs in a circle, and they each had to stand up, introduce themselves. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny, and I'm a single child. <laughs> uh, but my point being, uh, every Christmas this kid got all kinds of stuff, right? And he was my neighbor, and we were friends. And he's a good kid. Uh, but my favorite thing, though, if I'm being honest, was I got to go up there because he would always get the latest video game system and all the latest video games. And that's where I'd be like, oh, I get to go up there. And he would always let me play play them. So he was very cool about that. But, you know, he would also always make sure I knew that he had that stuff. I think, though, as a child, like, I always thought about that, not to get too off subject. Like, if I was an only child, it'd be cool, but I think about <laughs> a single child, you know, if I would have divorced my brother yeah. early. Uh, no. <laughs> if I was an only child, because I, I have an older brother, I think I would have missed out on a lot of things because my brother's older than me. I don't think I maybe not have watched Captain Power, got into it, because my brother's three years older than me. Yeah. So uh, everything that he was into or when he was like, say like my age at that time he was three years older so like when I, he was playing with star wars i got to play with star wars i don't think i would have got the star wars characters i don't think i would have been able to experience playing with the millennium falcon x-wings yeah. and everything like that if i did not have my brother where he introduced me into things things that i like today things that i don't like but I think that's where I got a lot of stuff and a lot of memories where you're like, I have no recollection of the show where sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, I probably, I remember it's because my brother probably yeah. in some way. Cause so that, that think, makes... if I was like five, he's eight. 
Right. That's so what, what I was about to say. Eight year old wouldn't want this. Oh, this is perfect if you're eight years old. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I uh, I have a sister, but she's a couple years younger than me. And we're the only two kids. So I didn't have a brother at all. No, no. I thought about it a few times, but I, you know, ultimately we were able to come to the table, make some agreements, Okay, uh, but we're very different people. I love her very much. We love each other very much, but we're just two incredibly different people. Never. I shouldn't even tell you like it's, it's way more of a surprise when we both like the same thing. You know what I mean? That type of deal. Uh, so like, well, I, that's, she's probably the reason well, she is the reason. And it's not her fault, but she's the reason why it took me forever to get into Pokemon because she loved Pokemon and I just oh. it just grated my nerves. <laughs> I love Pokemon. But yeah, I think that's where a lot of like these influence comes into. Like yeah, uh, but vice, but real quick in case she's listening, vice versa. I guarantee you I got on her nerves a lot too. So just so everybody knows. I'm well so, aware of my my failings here. So like my music taste, like when I talk about like 80s music, that has to do with my aunt who is only 13 years older than me. Yeah. So I had at the age of five, I had an aunt that was 18. So, I mean, of course, she's not going to be the, um, she was a great aunt. She still is a great aunt. She's awesome. Um, not the most understanding person at 18 when it comes to a child, like, right. Yeah. But so that's where I think I get a lot of, I mean, we all have a, a, I think we all, if we're lucky enough, have a family member that really influenced us growing up. Like mine would be probably my cousin who was a little older than me, but I was around him a lot. So I guess he would, if if I would say I had an older brother, it'd probably be him. Uh, but like, he's the reason why, like we, like I even got into Hot Wheels, right? And I have such yeah. a nostalgia for Hot Wheels today. He's the reason why I even got into liking rock music whatsoever, because he was listening to rock music, that type of thing. But, uh, so there was supposed to be a reboot. It was announced in like 2016. Nothing happened. Um, do you think maybe Captain Power should make a comeback? If they decide to not talk down to children, uh, but it still be a kid's show, if it makes any sense. I don't like know. like I would say this show is a kid show. What what was that? Would this even fly as a kid show today? Because I see a lot of kid shows and it's very much. It's too slow for a kid show today. Um, they'd have to make it zippier if it makes any sense. Because yeah, kids just have no attention span, no attention span whatsoever anymore. Uh I think it would just be more focused for like adults because I feel everything. Um, I agree with the guy from Rustro Blasting that the toy injury toy industry has been flipped towards adults. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And the adult collector. So I think if this came back as like a kind of keep the same theme, I think it, I think it could work, but you got to kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say update the storyline, but I wouldn't, I don't know. You would have to completely reboot it because to just go off the time period. And even if you do like 30 years, it's even been, it's like almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> go cry in a corner somewhere, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> you know, just restart it. I don't know how good it would be. 
because I have my reservations on the new He Man that the series, the the new one that just came out. Yeah. Uh, well, we all do with anything that's brought back. We all have, because uh, I mean it, that's the one thing too is, you know, that's why we kind of do this nostalgia fix or nostalgia money grab, whatever we call that. Uh, is is that you know you got to find that fine line between nostalgia and kind of making it fresh in a way. You kind of have to do both. That's why that I always argue anytime that the Ninja Turtles are revamped again and again and again, that I if it's a version that I don't like, then I got to remember that I had my version, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe this version is somebody is going to be somebody else's, and we'll bring them into the fandom of Ninja Turtles. And I got to look at it that way as that's why that this is that I'm okay with this, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And I think if you go into that with, because there's a lot of good here, Andrew. Uh, I was really impressed with a lot of stuff here. I do think that if they revamped it and obviously the CG would be better. I mean, it just would be because of times that would help a lot. I I don't think you need the gimmick anymore. The toy gimmick of having toys that interact. No, Uh, but still, I don't think it's needed. How would that even work? Because you can't use them on the new. Right. Yeah. Because the TVs are way different today. That that you can just take that out of the equation. Don't have to worry about that. And if you just want to make this a smartly written, all ages sci-fi show, then I'm all for it, 100. I think you can do that. Uh, but will they? I don't know. I got a feeling it. it that's the thing when they try to revamp these franchises that we grew up loving as kids. Is what it. What are you gonna do with it? Don't hurt my childhood, please. Yeah, <laughs> I <don't> hurt <think. laughs> those childhood memories. The other thing I want to bring back under the toys is the one thing I always get pissed off about. Um, so they can say that whatever back then is you know they made this big thing about it, and then today, what what job do people have that is never existed when we were growing up? It was influencer. Oh yeah, yeah. But they complained about all these cartoons. Captain Power is a great example of just there to sell toys and these expensive toys and to interact with shows and everything else. And that's the only reason why there's cartoons is to make toys and the cartoon is a 30-minute thing for toys. Now today we have influencers that do it for not just for children, but for adults as well and everything else. I mean, look at Prime, that drink. You know, that's a big example of that. Like drinking It's... That's the part I never understood about them being really upset at who they're selling toys to. Like, like there's literally advertisement in every television show. Yeah. So that's why it never made any sense to me. I, mean, I think it's just way from way more from parents just being annoyed when their kids always asking for something. Yeah. That's just the downfall of Saturday morning cartoons right there. Yeah. But let's get into our ratings. How do you feel about Captain Power? the soldiers of the future what are we writing this out of uh power ons um power ons biomex no because that's bad what were the suits called power suits power suits we'll write this out of power suits out of power suits uh or 
or or pieces of chrome. Uh, again, I think that if I'd grown up with this show, that this would have been a great walk down the nostalgia path for me. But I didn't, and but but I will say this is one of those shows that I wish I had, because I think if I'd saw this as a kid, this would have really been a right up my alley, and B would have really really heavily influenced me because uh, I'm very lucky in that my mom has always loved science fiction, and she's the one who got me into it. And one of my favorite shows as a kid was the original Star Trek, and to this day, it's my one of my all time favorite shows ever. Heavily influenced the things that I like is that original Star Trek because it's a show that has very smart ahead of its time writing and doesn't talk down to its audience, uh, that type of thing. And it has characters they can get behind and really root for and friendships, too. That's the thing about the original Star Trek that I think is its main selling point is the main three guys, they're their friendship and their bond is a major part of that show. Uh, I think that I could see that happening with this show if they had gotten more time because they sort of already do that. These, you know, I mean, sure. Captain power is the main guy, but they do a really good job. And this is only the two episodes that I saw of making the other ones very obvious how important they are. Yeah. So, uh, I would just want more of that if you revamp it, by the way. Like, just give me more relationships with these people. Um, Backstories. Yeah, uh, we don't need, you know, so all the single kids out there can find something they can latch on to. I, the acting is all over the place. Some of it's good. Some of it is what you would expect for what it is. Uh, some of it is not good. The CG for its time was would probably be really rad, but today looks really rough. And again, though, I w- I'm I'm trying to also keep in mind that we watch this on YouTube, and it's not in its best no, quality quality on YouTube. So you got to remember that too. The kid down the hall made fun of it for how the quality looked. Yeah, <laughs> just sit back down the hall. <laughs> That's what I would have yeah. done. <laughs> you get back down that hall. You're going to be a single kid. You keep this up. <laughs> uh, there's a lot that I liked here, but also, if I'm being honest, I, I don't feel the need to go back and watch any more at the same time. So I'm really stuck here. I think, to be fair, I recognize all the positives of the show, and that definitely outweighs the negatives. I'm going to go a 3.5 power suits out of five. I think it's, I think it's, it's a fascinating thing. I If you've never heard of the show, I encourage you at the very least, you can find some really short, really good documentaries on the show on YouTube. If you don't want to watch an episode, even though the episodes are only 20 minutes long, um, that really give you a good overview and talk about some really interesting things about it. Uh, 3.5 out of five for me. So I grew up with the show. It's not like, I can't remember any of the core memories of the show. It's mostly the training tape. I remember. But I did watch that, and it was still kind of cool, even though I couldn't interact with it. But uh, I like—I always liked this show. It always stuck in the back of my mind. It wasn't in the Transformers, GI Joe, Thundercats, anything like that. 
know, but it's always one of those things I watched as a kid and has always stayed in the back of my head. Um, I'm glad I got to rewatch it as an adult because I really thought, like I said, the first couple episodes, it gets kind of laggy. And then all of a sudden you start seeing a plan being laid out to just 100% end this resistance against, you know, the machines and seeing how that played out. And the cliffhanger was great at season two where you were like, oh my goodness, I want more. But sadly enough, we never got more. I give it a four power suits out of five yeah yep i thought it was written pretty good send out a great little message i don't have i wouldn't have a problem my kids wouldn't watch this today they're like 12 and 14 and my daughter 16 so i don't hear any of them clamoring for yeah your 16 year old daughter doesn't want to watch captain power (laughs) no no man that's that shocks me no no can't get my 16 year old daughter to do anything but complain about how she's a 16 year old girl or just a 16 year old girl or just a girl or right? yeah be like the most craziest thing in the world hey you drop that on the ground i'm just the girl okay well pick it up. <laughs> but that's that's where i gotta stay at it i mean it's one of the things that uh great thing about the childhood memory too is like when i found all 22 episodes i got that toy I did I did message my brother. I told him where he could find it and he was like, Oh, I should check that out. So it does I think it is a core memory. It's more of a cult show at this point, I would have to say. So if you like someone like you that didn't grow up with it and didn't, you know, play with the toys or anything like that, it it's a show. Yeah. Compared to anything else. But that's where I would that's where I would leave it at a four, four power suits out of five. All right. Well, we did it. We've uh, we've gone and done it. All right. Um, if you like more of the Nostalgia Funhouse, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, BICBP Radio Network, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, you can support us on Patreon for only a dollar a month. Also, where was I going with this, too? If you have any requests for reviews or anything else, send us a message or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, also, if you have the time, uh, rate us on whatever you're listening to us on. That helps us out a lot, too. Uh, please do that. We'd appreciate that a great deal. Uh, also, uh, one day, maybe one day, Apple will decide to change the artwork for the show. We don't know. Uh, probably not. They're very yeah. slow there. Yeah, Matt warned me about that when I switched names. Because if you're not a big show, they take their they take their time. Yeah. If you're a big show, it seems like it's automatic. Now you're making me want to do Ed Sullivan, a really big shoe, a really big shoe, shoe. (laughs) but with that being said, what may not be nostalgia for you may be nostalgia for some and what might be nostalgia for me should be nostalgia for everybody else. (laughs) 